see see it's like this you know you start thinking and when you go and do something mindlessly uh, you're not doing it because you're enjoying it you're doing it very badly to fit into the society but then again those existential things because you have an inquisitive you have burning questions and you constantly ask yourself what am i doing and then the weight of those questions is just too much that you never really you know fit in so that's what happened when when i was in mangalore This is episode number 105 of The Inspiring Talk with Jitendra Choksi. Dear listener, before we start today's episode, I would like to wish you a very very happy new year 2021. I hope you go out there and do something inspiring this year as I always say. For me, 2020 has been a great year. The show has grown exponentially and made it to the top podcasts of 2020 on Geo7. They sent me this beautiful momento which I really loved. It continues to be one of the top self-improvement podcasts on Apple Podcast. You have been sending so much of love and stories of impact which is very very humbling. And this would have never been possible without you tuning into the show. Thank you so much for your love and support in 2020 and hope it continues this year too and I promise you to bring really transformative episodes this year too. On today's episode I have Jitendra Chokse, founder of Fitter, which is the world's largest online fitness and nutrition community. In 2014, what started as a small WhatsApp group with five people is today a global community of over 850,000 fitness enthusiasts. In this journey, Fitter has transformed the health of over 100,000 people from across the globe. What's more interesting is Jitendra's venture has generated revenue of over 13 million US dollars without any external funding. In this episode we are going to break down how this software engineer who comes from a small town in Madhya Pradesh called Polaha made it big into entrepreneurship. His thoughts on building community and scaling business. Let's get started. Welcome back inside this episode guys. I'm excited to be joined by Jitendra Chokse. Jitendra, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Are you more of a early person? Yeah, I mean I I do get up at about 6 6:30 every day, so you can say that I'm more of a early person here. Yeah. Mhm. So you have started your fitness journey mostly because of you know you being bullied at uh, at a school and that's how you wanted to join right so share with the audience how did you on fitness journey started because uh, there might be so many people who are listening to us who want to get started with the fitness journey but have no clue where they want to get started so let's begin with the journey and then you know we want to talk about a few things that you know starters can keep in mind we'll come to that later but how did you started your fitness journey right I vividly remember that as a kid I was never really happy with the way I looked and I was constantly being mocked and teased by you know relatives close family members and even my folks at school you know and uh, I was always isolated 
uh, all by myself and still <laughs> i remember being harassed by uh, some of the kids at school i didn't have one friend his name was bishwanath but again him and me we also had like a how do you say a toxic relationship as in mm-hmm. the guy was sort of my friend but not really my friend friend because he would always take a jibe at me and so i think one day it was the last straw you know and he told me that kya pure din khata rehta hai and then he hmm. used some bad words and as a jack exercise wagera ka kuch hoga tera so i think that that one incident you know pinched me and the good thing was that along with this he said uh, that magic cure gym now before he said this i've never heard that word in my life that like, what's a gym and then i was like what's a hmm. gym you know and then he's like people go and exercise there when was this how old were you i was pretty old at that was about 14 years old hmm. and look the problem is where we stayed and where i come from not many people know uh, a lot of things right so gym pizza burgers all those where do you come from so so that audience also have this sense of you know where do you come from so i was born and brought up in a village called polaha it's a it's a small very small village in mp and then there's a mm. small town near that village uh, called mandirip which is where my family stays so that's where i come from mm-hmm. and not a lot of schools not a lot of resources but now again don't want to complain point being like a lot of people don't know a lot of stuff back there and uh, you know i'm i'm talking about 20 years back you know so people yeah. didn't know the concept of gym exercising and mm. and so when he told me that there's gym and why don't you join a gym it was kind of a new for me so i was curious what exactly is this place what do people do there and then i finally managed to you know find a gym there was one gym which used to charge like 100 bucks a month and mm. it was sort of like an underground gym and uh, yeah. yeah when they uh, asked my dad like most of the gyms in the uh, you know kind of a tier 2 and 3 cities and even the smaller towns like you know i've seen a lot of gyms in the underground i don't know what's the region of them maybe you know they get like a bigger space or something but yeah no usually underground spaces are cheaper plus uh, yeah. you don't need to have a frontage you know i mean if it's a, yeah. a street shop you somehow have to display yourself to the world saying look this is a street shop come here Uh, yeah. but in cases of gyms it's usually a network which means that if somebody wants to go to the gym they'll find out gym plus underground spaces are a lot more cheaper compared to a front space right so yeah. you'd find gyms in the most shadiest of the places uh, especially yeah. in the <laughs> three cities and underground yeah. spaces are a lot cheaper yeah so gym being an expensive setup underground spaces kind of you know mitigate uh, those costs and so i found this gym and uh, went there and saw some of guys you know working out doing exercise and i like what i saw and then that's when my journey began i convinced my dad initially there was a lot of resistance uh, the first amount i self funded because i had some money so i stole it the remaining <laughs> money from my family so we we used to have this small place in our family where we used to keep money in an open area and it would always have like a couple of 100 bucks And so, so yeah i it's interesting that you say sorry to cut you there but uh, i think that's my parents way of teaching us honesty and making sure that our kids don't steal you know money they would keep it open so that kids won't steal money <laughs> so so i mean these are so you know typical low middle class family thing where you know, know. you keep everything open so that yeah. your kids won't steal money yeah i can relate to that <laughs> Well, sadly, sadly, you know, despite that, I actually <laughs> took some of that money, and eventually the family found out, and I got a little bit of bashing. But then I told my dad that I'm not doing something wrong; I'm just going to the gym. It took a lot of convincing because back then, I'm sure civilized people or people with 
uh, some sense of respect in the society would never go to places like gyms you know mm. because gyms would be filled with guys who are like drugged yeah. and uh, you know guys who would be how do you say you know just local guys and usually youngsters who tend to harass girls you know that's that's yeah. the general perception so you yeah. don't hang out with those guys you know because because you belong to a respectable family and so it took a lot of convincing telling that these are not bad people they are just people out there you know trying to get fit and so eventually you know i started going to the gym and that's that's where my fitness journey began yeah great so what did your parents do by the way uh, so my mom has always been a housemaker a uh, homemaker but my, my dad has been changing profession so he is actually a graduate in law but he never got to pursue that because of his father's sudden demise and he, he used to run a small kirana shop then he moved to a bigger kirana shop then when i was younger we used to have a travel business so we used to have one bus and then he had a fleet of buses and then he became a government contractor so he's changed professions he did whatever he could to you know take care of us and now he's well settled because my brother is into real estate and my dad helps him great so the reason i asked that is to set the context of that seed of you know entrepreneurship maybe you saw your dad working at the different things and yeah because for a lot of people when they see their parents doing the one thing for their all life i think somehow subconsciously on your mind it says that you know what you got to find something that's stable but what i can sense from you your dad exploring different career option maybe i mean have you ever thought or told to yourself that it's okay to be you know moving and changing careers it, it's totally fine to not do one thing was it something that you ever felt that occurred to you that you know it's okay to be maybe moving careers or doing different things in life oh look i was never comfortable with the option of doing a job that's that's for sure but i met with a lot of resistance from the family because they felt that what my dad was doing was pretty turbulent and uh, not every day was the same you know you would have times when when we were really struggling with money and food and then there were times when you know we had ample food and money you know so so it was all very turbulent so my family was not of the opinion that i should do something apart from uh, doing a stable job where everybody would be happy and so i was completely fine with not sticking to one thing but my family on the other hand made sure that i get decent education and also where i come from look businessmen are typically known as banias and you know like people who are middle class and the guys who work in the banks and engineers they are called babus right so mm. my dad's dream my mom's dream was to see me as somebody who's respectable in the society so mm. you know that's why they wanted me to become somebody of position as an an engineer or doctor you know this is this is typical mindset there right so they True. they they didn't want me to do the same kind of job that my dad did because they felt that that was something substandard that he was doing and i i never mm. saw it that way i always wanted to you know solve problems so i i never really liked the idea of doing job <laughs> although i did yeah. for years sure so fast forward to starting a fitter so you went to a software engineering school and then you know you worked at companies like ibm and uh, you know when you were actually working at ibm in bangalore then that's when you started fitter on the side is a whatsapp group where you started giving tips to people on whatsapp on how they can become fit and uh, that evolved and that's how the fitter whole fitter thing started right 
take us there and share us about, you know, how that WhatsApp group that you started while you were doing the job, while you were invested. Now, by this time, I think it's been already five, six years, maybe more than that of you getting into fitness and then becoming fit in your life and then started sharing with others and how they can become fit. And, uh, you know, that you started a WhatsApp group of saying that, okay, I'm going to help you guys. Here are the things that you should do. And it was free, right? At that time, you did not charge anything for that WhatsApp group. So take us there, how that small WhatsApp group of six people evolved now into the company that it is. So how did you go about considering that? Oh, I think there's a validation there, right? I think what you are trying to do now, you know, you are an entrepreneur in you, in the entrepreneurial term, you were basically validating the idea of like, is there opportunity here? And, uh, you know, that WhatsApp group, in a sense, is the validation of what is about to emerge right so so yeah yeah so look i was in bangalore working with ibm and i think i had spent about good six years and then you know working at ibm you know kind of i picked up some bad habits especially you know it's it's very typical of it workers to you know smoke and have chai during their breaks and so that smoking also gets accompanied by weekend drinking behavior so i picked up smoking and drinking and then I moved from Bangalore to Pune and I was about to become a father so that basically you know knocked some sense into me I said look I've always been into fitness and I'm getting out of uh, shape and it's time for me to get back into good habits again and get back into my fitness I think at that point of time when I when I moved to Pune I had already 16-17 years of experience behind me into fitness right so I used all of that and I started working out and started documenting my journey on social media i took part in a couple of competitions uh, you know fit factor and then eventually muscle mania also and i think all this was happening around 2014 so i think seeing all that i was doing on social media some people you know reached out to me and asked me if i can help them get fit i said okay fine what's what's the harm in that so i created a small whatsapp group and again very basic common problems common myths that people have people like you know, should I eat bananas post-workout? Should I eat egg whites? Uh, should I take protein supplement? This and that. So it was all very basic. You know, I told them, look, it's all about measuring the food that you're eating. So when these people started getting fed, you know, they told other people and then other people told other people. And what happened was that eventually in a matter of three to six months, I was being chased by hundreds of people from all over the world and they all wanted me to personally train them. And I was not ready at this point of time because mm. I was struggling with my own finances. I was working at emphasis, my job, and simultaneously, I was also taking care of my own fitness, right? So I didn't have the time. So I said, look, maybe what I can do is I can write a book and then, you know, I'll upload it somewhere so you guys can read and get fit yourself. So I was trying to brush it off. I was not trying to get deeper into the issue. So what I did, I wrote mm. a book called Get Shredded and very basics of fitness and nutrition outlined very clearly in terms of you know explaining your body's uh, physiology explaining your know, macros micros resistance and what it does and then i published this book online on facebook uh, for free and then the book got downloaded by hundreds of people thousands actually and then that's where everything started getting bigger and bigger so a lot of people came back and they they read the book they trained themselves they transformed they started thanking me and it kind of became a community so we created a small facebook group called squats back then and the book was there so everybody was joining the group reading the book so this was 2014 the whatsapp group was created in 2014 page was created in 2014 but the facebook fitter group squats group was created around may of 2015 so by this time you had no thoughts of making this a business it's just that you are saying that okay 
you know, I've written the book to help these people out and let's form the community. Or you had now, you know, after seeing so many people responding to your book, you started saying that, oh, I think I should start thinking of monetizing this. No, there were no such thoughts, actually, because you don't think about something which nobody has ever thought of, right? It was a noble idea. And at that point of time, you know, it was all about what are these people asking? Why are they asking these questions? Okay, they are asking questions. It's my responsibility to answer because I love this. And they are thanking me for doing something. So my otherwise meaningless life is somehow uh, making sense to other people. And, you know, as somebody who has always tried to explore why I'm here, you know, I've always been that kind of a kid who'd feel lonely and isolated, would never mingle with the world because just things never made sense to me, you know. And uh, how do I explain this? It's like people are trying to fit me into the society, fit me into the box. Mm -hmm. And they're asking me, why aren't you enjoying? Why aren't you having fun? You know, look at all these people. They're so happy. Why can't you be happy? I'm like, I don't know what my purpose on this planet is. So I was always, you know, into those existential questions. And this point, you know, it was like for the first time I felt, okay, look, maybe the life has some sort of a meaning. So it was not about business. It was all about, you know, people coming to me, asking me a question. And then when people's lives were getting transformed, it was just this immense sense of satisfaction. You're, you're validating your own existence, which prompted me to, you know, go even further. I think the idea came when a lot of people from 2014 to 2015, you know, came back and they asked me, JC, why don't you personally train us? We'll give you money. Mm. And at this point, you know, I was not taking any money. I was doing it for free. And I just didn't feel like taking money because I said, look, it's really not that expensive. And then when I heard, look, people are out there charging lakhs of money. I was like, shit, this is nonsense. Why would somebody charge lakhs of money for this information, which is openly available on internet? And mm. so there was this sense of righteousness, which kicked in. I said, look, these people are being fooled. Uh, they are being bullied and they are getting into something which is not yielding results. Here's an opportunity for me to save. And I've always seen myself as sort of a savior, you know, be it fighting with my seniors in college, be it fighting with people in school, although, you know, I'll get fought uh, by people at different times or it was uh, one time in Mumbai when I got beaten by local guys. So I've always seen myself as a guy who would stand up and fight for something. You know, so this was an opportunity where I said, look, these guys are being screwed by these people in fitness industry. Let me try and help these guys out. So we said, look, everything's going to be very, very transparent. And that was the basic premise. Everything's going to be transparent. I'm not in it for money. And I'm going to tell it to people like what we are going to do yeah. is rather than me training you, I don't want your money, but I can help you. So what I'll do is I'll start training and mm. educating people. And these people who otherwise don't have mm. jobs will get a job. And they can train hundreds of thousands of people. And so with this thought in mind, we created a portal. We collected some 90,000 bucks and we launched the first portal. By that time, I think the community was already roughly 50,000 people. We launched the portal and we were in immediate success. And I think it was all about just drilling down uh, what the agenda was and how we were helping people in a most transparent uh, manner as what created, uh, you know, what led to the success of Twitter to what it is today. Fast forward, now we are completing about five years of Fitter. December 25th is actually the fifth anniversary of Fitter, you know. So 25th is when we did a soft launch. And I still remember wow. our first customer, Prashant Vakil, he was our first customer. <laughs> yeah, so five years have trained and transformed over 150,000 plus people, uh, have done 
over 17 18 million dollars worth of cumulative revenue of which 10 million is coming this year itself so yeah it's it's been pretty exciting and i i have nothing yeah. but you know gratitude in my heart and dreams to take this vision even even further yeah so when you were sharing this ajitendra there are so many layers that i want to explore from what you've just shared right there are three things that kind of you know stood out of me and i'll take i'll go one by one to each of those so first this is a classic example of serve first build the community then you know you can always figure out the monetization because a lot of people they start with money in their mind in the first place like how can i make money and uh, they end up never making any money because that's what they are chasing for and in your case like the whole philosophy of building of fitter and what you were trying to do was that you were just trying to serve and you were serving so innocently that you don't even know like if i'm ever going to monetize this because you have a job and you you felt your responsibility to to help other people and i think that sense maybe also came for you because you yourself have been bullied and then you said you know what you know maybe i can help these people so that they can also get out of that bully or whatever that they are going through or whatever the challenges that they are going through in their life right so that's the first part of it but at the same time you mentioned that when you heard that there are so many people who are charging for this you were hesitant about charging people and also you said that people do charge for this which i feel is you know when we know something we disregard what we know and we undervalue the information that we already have right so essentially what you were saying that the 16 years of time efforts and energy that i'm putting and i don't think this is something that i should charge for and you know have you ever felt because of that you had to do some work or had to kind of re wire your head or brain in some way for that relationship with money because uh, you know being hesitant to charge for the service is something i'm sure a lot of people can relate to and i meet a lot of people who say that you know what we say but i don't know how do i ask money to people how do i you know really start charging because this is the information that's already out there in the world but what a lot of people don't understand is it's not the information that people are looking for it's the transformation that people are looking for and the information on internet can transform people right you kicking their butt is something that can really bring that transformation in people's life right so maybe you can share something on those lines yeah so look uh, we were never comfortable about charging the information because to be honest uh, we were collecting that information from the internet you know it was not like we were mm-hmm. synthesizing the information and the same thing like somebody has put this information out on the internet as an intent to help people that's why they put the information mm-hmm. for free so we are collecting somebody's information and then asking people to pay money for that it just doesn't make sense i mean people do that and you know for some people it would feel like oh you curating this and this and that we said no we are not going to charge for information it's always going to be free but what we will charge for is people's time that people are talking to you people are spending their precious time so what is that one thing that has the most value in somebody's life somebody's time and so we are going to charge for people's time so what we are going to do is we are going to keep this whole thing freemium which means that if you don't want a personal coach if you don't want somebody's personal time and attention here's all the information you need to get fit and it will always be free of cost for you but if you are somebody who needs somebody's personal time that's what you pay for so the business model evolved in such a manner we said look everything is clear and transparent and the information will be free but if you want to go for a coach personal training then you pay for that and till now like i don't charge people any sort of money for training i just don't like 
charge money for training. I just feel that this is, it came to me, you know, it came to me and uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't explain. I just don't train people for money. That's, that's, that's how it is. Sure. So, you know, the other thing that I want to talk about, which you shared on the last uh, question that I asked was, fit me into the box. And, you know, I feel that I don't fit into it. And this is something that I can relate to. And I'm sure so many people who are listening to us can relate to. Let's take an example, right? So let's say everybody's going out there and partying and, you know, drinking and, you know, having a lot of fun. And, you know, here you are, you know, not doing that stuff. I think, you know, you don't have a life, like go get a life, right? And why don't you do that? Uh, and there are so many people who go on, on those things and all they are doing at those parties or whatever, it's just asking themselves, why the heck am I here? I don't have to be here. I mean, this is not where I think I'm going to enjoy it. Like even though people do and all they are doing at that time is there is a duality of mind where number one, they are trying to fit into those things defined by the friend circle and whatever saying that, you know what, this is what you should be doing. And at the same time, you're questioning why the heck I'm here? What am I doing here? I don't think this is for me, right? So how do you deal with that? How have you navigated through that and found your peace or yet to find that peace of, you know, accepting yourself and saying that, okay, this is me and that's not for me and this is for me. So how did you navigate or what are the few things that you'd like to share for people who are in that situation or scenarios? Look, uh, somehow, you know, <laughs> you can call it life's experience, the kind of experience I've been through, the kind of fights I've been involved in. They somehow, you know, made me question everything. Like, uh, why do people behave in a certain manner? Or why are we supposed to? So you can say I'm kind of pretty good at human psychology, why humans do what they do. And this didn't happen like one fine day. It's over the years. And although I don't have a formal degree in psychology, I do understand psychology quite a bit. And some of these things that we do as social animals are, they just feel stupid to me, okay? And I don't want to offend anybody, you know? Like people do what they want, right? Like just don't make sense to me, you know? So all these things that stem out of our urge to fit into the society, that urge somehow always feels very illogical to me. And I've always, I wouldn't say always, but since the time of, I've come to understand humans and humanity. I've always felt that that urge should be an urge. With, it can be saturated through a long-term you know, measurement, not going out and boozing and doing it for 15 minutes. Because I've seen that when you do these short-term things, like what happens when you just go out, party, booze, you re-urgitate everything that you've had in the next 15, 20 minutes. It kind of feels stupid. You know, it, it, it might feel like cool and hip, uh, when you're doing it, uh, but from an outsider's perspective, you're like, what is this nonsense? You know, you you drink stuff which is not doing anything good for your body. You do things which are hurting other people, and all of this just feels utterly illogical. So, uh, like you know, mercilessly logical. And so, if somebody comes in and reasons me with emotions, they'll find me that I'm I'm a very very cold-hearted kind of a person in that sense. You know, so things. Uh, like partying and boozing and all these things, they don't make sense to me. Uh, things like wasting time, they don't make sense to me. But did you try to fit in at one point? I'm sure you always, uh, I'm sure you know, it took a time for you to have that understanding. So did you first try to fit in, see for yourself and then say that, okay, now I have been through that, but now it's not for me. Yeah. No, absolutely. I tried doing all of those things. In fact, when I was, I was in Bangalore, you know, I, I got into a circle of people, very affluential people, and their job was just doing parties every weekend. And of course, when people have money, you know, 
Triply, that's what your life gets reduced to, you know, just partying and taking care of businesses. Uh, so I did try to fit in. I made friends and I was, that's where I picked up the smoking and drinking habit. And one fine day when I drank so much uh, that I vomited, is when I realized, what the hell am I doing? You know, this is not, like, I'm, I'm a shallow person. You know, there's no meaning to my life except partying and boozing on weekends. So I did try very hard to fit into it, but I just never could. See, see, it's like this, you know, you start thinking and when you go and do something mindlessly, uh, you're not doing it because you're enjoying it. You're doing it very badly to fit into the society. True. But then again, those existential things, because you have an inquisitive mind, you have burning questions and you constantly ask yourself, what am I doing? And then the weight of those questions is just too much that you never really, you know, fit in. So that's what happened when, when I was yeah, So what's the antidote to that that you are suggesting for people who say that I don't fit into that, but I don't know where should I rather focus my energy? So uh, what you're saying is try and look at the bigger picture, find a cause worthy spending your time. And even though you might not have something, some result emerging tomorrow morning, but maybe in a year, maybe two or maybe five, start working on something, put your head down. Is that what you're suggesting? No, I'm not suggesting anything to anyone. Uh, <laughs> when I started on this path, no, I mean, uh, uh, maybe, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I started, I was I was pretty headstrong. I was like, look, what I'm doing is the right thing, you know, and everybody should do this. And then, as I've grown and matured, I realized, no, not necessarily. You know, my thought process does not have to rhyme with everybody's thought process. And so, Absolutely. even though people are partying and having fun, you know, let them be. At least, no, I'm not uh, saying for the people who are partying. I'm saying that the people who say that, you know, this is not something that I don't fit in. Uh, and for the people who are trying to fit in, saying that, oh, so hard, trying so hard that I need to fit in. I need to go and get used to partying because that's what everybody wants me to do. So uh, my, my question was about, you know, the people uh, who think that, okay, what else I would do? I mean, if I don't go and fit in, then, you know, what should I rather focus then? That's a very, very tough question. Look, there's... <laughs> The problem with all of us have been gifted with a mind that thinks very differently, you know, unlike animals, you know, who are of the same color, same thing. And our entire life is shaped by experiences. We have this long-term memory, you know, unlike animals who don't have this long-term memory, you know, you hurt them, they'll forget that you hurt them yesterday and they're going to be a completely new person, a new animal, you know, the next day they wake up, unlike human beings, you know, we are shaped by our experiences molded by our experiences and these things keep on changing every single day so it would be very very arrogant of me to suggest somebody to you know start living a life in a certain manner i just i just don't think i'm capable to do that i can just tell people about my journey and maybe if they can understand something from that i think whatever is happening with people out there it's happening and i think what they can do is they can accept the fact if they have an inquisitive mind, if they have a mind like me, who's constantly evaluating the choices and who's always asking the questions, then maybe they can sit and try and answer uh, those questions, you know, because, yeah, I mean, that's that's what they can do. I mean, <laughs> there's no right or wrong, right? And there's no... Absolutely. Yeah, there's no right and wrong. There's no... I mean, how do you say, you know, you, you set your own moral comfort. Absolutely. And obviously, we are not trying to say what's right or wrong here, but all we are saying, like, you know, you don't have to fit in. Like, for example, if uh, Jitendra is doing a startup, then everybody should do a startup. That's not what everybody should do. Or if I'm doing a podcast, not everybody should do a podcast to find meaning in their life, right? I mean, you just do what you want to do. But, you know, it's just that you don't have to fit in. You don't have to copy someone else's template of success if that 
is something that don't resonate with you, right? That that's all we are trying to say, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, some people are fine being subdued. You know, I've, I've noticed that a lot of people do actually settle in uh, without questioning. Yeah. You know, and, and to a point where they feel that settling in or getting subdued is a way of life. <laughs> so there's those kind of people mm. also, you know, people who are so blinded over years of regression that they feel that regression is actually a way of life. So I'm, again, not mm. judging those people. I'm saying that, look, some people probably like it that way. You know, simple life. Ignorance is bliss. So it's fine yeah. with them. Yeah, absolutely. So find what works for you is, is my suggestion. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Jitner, it's been what now? Five years, you said five years for Fitter, right? So now coming from the background that you come from and, you know, building a startup, I'm sure there were so many things. And especially when you are someone, you know, who's starting a business in your family for the first time, I'm sure there are so many things that you need to learn, relearn and educate yourself. So what are the, let's say, few things that you wish if you could redo this whole thing again, then what are the few things that probably you would do? you know, differently or maybe things that you can now advise to a younger person who is now looking at starting, who comes from the similar background like you. Okay, here are things that probably you can, you know, do differently if you are getting an you know, entrepreneurial journey. Actually, you know, this is a question which a lot of people ask me, you know, and every time my answer is the same, I wouldn't change a thing. I just feel that everything happened the way it was supposed to and what's happening is exactly the way it should for me to become what I would in the future. And, you know, I, I, don't, I wouldn't change a thing, man. Let me rephrase the question in, a, in the other way. So what would be your advice to a new entrepreneur, the first-time entrepreneur uh, who is just starting a business? What would be your three biggest advice? Sure, I can give some advice. I mean, one of the things is like, you should not chase money. I've seen, and, and this is not because there's something wrong with chasing money. It's just logically and historically I've seen that people when they chase money you know they usually don't get it because the intent doesn't reflect in a purpose or whatever they do the story is not built and most people don't uh, buy logically they buy emotionally right so they connect with the story of the person who's selling them something the trust factor is more right so don't chase money chase a solution and when you chase a solution then you understand the problem right and when you understand the problem you understand the people right so it's, it's equally important for an entrepreneur to understand the people as well as the product, as well as what they are selling, to make it a scalable, successful model. I mean, so many people thought that, you know, personal coaching cannot be a scalable business. Personal coaching wasn't there when we started. Today, we are doing a 10 million ARR and people are like, wow, every single time I tell somebody, guys, we have built this business, bootstrapped for four and a half years and 100% organic. Through word of mouth, people like, how is this even possible with an NPS of 81, you know? And I think primarily the reason why we built it like this was because we were not really chasing money. You know, the money is always going to be an outcome of the process. But somebody in my place, if they would have chased money, they wouldn't have successfully started. So the first step, which is to start successfully, is extremely difficult. You know, and then bootstrapping it and then organically doing everything, that's something, you know, money can't buy. So I say to potential entrepreneurs or people who are starting out this journey, don't chase money, uh, understand the problem, uh, understand the solution and then, you know, do it. Uh, second advice I would give is, look, a lot of people make entrepreneurial journeys, you know, unnecessary hard. Don't buy into that philosophy you know, unless until you read under the lamp or, you know, stay on streets and sell your mom's jewelry you're not going to be successful that's your garbage it's like 
look, maybe some people had to do that, but I personally tell you that in my case, it was, it was very easy. And if somebody who has stayed with me on this journey, they'd say, nay, as I say, it was extremely difficult. We spent, uh, you know, sleepless nights and so many people were there and so many people left and all those things. I say, all oh, that's fine. But when I look back, it sounds like it was pretty easy. You know, maybe because of physically, mentally become stronger. So don't jump into this journey thinking that it's going to be hard. You know, you're doing it because this is probably what you want to do. So don't think if it's going to be easy or difficult. It is what it is. So just go ahead and do it. Always with a mindset that you were born to do it. And now it's in front of you. So just third thing, as an entrepreneur, you know, being mentally and physically fit is extremely important. The pressure, not necessarily of the finances, not necessarily of the people, not necessarily of what you do in and out and despite all the critics and everything is going to be a lot. But I'd say if you are mentally and physically strong, you are able to handle it in a much more efficient manner compared to a guy who will break down. Not saying that I've always been that mentally and physically strong. There were moments throughout this journey when I, when I questioned my existence, when I said, why am I even doing this? You know, because after doing all this, you know, there are people who's, who are going to criticize you despite keeping everything very, very transparent. You know, people are going to raise questions on your sanity. And so there will be incidents and moments, but you just have to evolve and constantly work on your physical and mental self. So focus on physical and mental strength. And this is going to help your, uh, not just your entrepreneurial journey, but it will help you develop into a stronger person, you know. So these are three top solutions. Focus on solution. Don't think about easy and hard. Just go ahead and do it and build yourself physically and mentally. Great. Now, for somebody who is looking at getting started into the fitness, right? What I feel is, you know, you can go to the gym and uh, you can lift all the weights and stuff. But what I've realized is, you know what, then, you know, you struggle finding what is going to be the right diet and nutrition because there's, I realize the proper guidance about the nutrition, about education, about what should be the right kind of food that you should be eating and you know that kind of is some somewhat missing and even with the some big startups where they create the fitness and they have created a lot of massive number of uh, fitness centers across the country but you know when you really go out there and then all they're focusing is on the exercise and not so many people talk about the diet and nutrition and the plan which is customized for the people right so for somebody like me like for example i you know finally decided to start going to the fitness center last year and again that kind of stopped with the with the COVID and stuff like that. But one thing that really kind of uh, bothered me for the, you know, whatever months that I went to the fitness center was, I mean, where do I get the information, proper information about the diet, which is fit for me, which is right for me, right? Because nobody was telling me, like the trainers was focusing just on the training, right? And then when you ask them about the diet, they themselves do not have a clear answer to that, right? So then how does someone like me, okay, who want to just get into the fitness and I don't want to get into fitness because I need like six packs and abs, but I just want to be fit. So then where does someone who just want to be fit or get started in the fitness journey start? Right. So look, this is exactly the challenges which people have been facing for us so many years. And that's why we started Fitter. And the question that you asked me, these were the questions we catered to in the Fitter community. So you ask, go ahead and ask this question in the Fitter community, where do I start? And you will see people telling you exactly where do you start you know so that's exactly why we created the federal community because fitness and nutrition is actually a pretty vast subject you know fitness and nutrition have different meanings for different people from holistic nutrition to veganism to jainism to to uh, you know intermittent fasting to ketogenic diet to 
be a vegetarian non vegetarian i'd say there have been about a million queries on the federal community in the last 5 years and so everybody wants to know how do they start look we have been trying to simplify everything over the last 5 years we started at a very scientific level where we started educating people about the physiology biology and how everything works including the enzymes and uh, you know everything but then over a period of time we realized look people probably don't have the time how do we keep on simplifying something and then we started asking the big question we said look what made people unfit in the first place it's not like everybody who uh, gets born is unfit when they when they're born right everybody is a healthy uh, 7 pounds at least 95% of the people and then over a period of years something happens that transforms this fit 40% into a lethargic lazy person over the years and that's probably there are few factors which are responsible lack of exercising overeating junk stress sleep probably financial problems so how do you undo all of these things so that that individual who's ridden by stress and financial burdens and all these things starts adopting the same things uh, which you know made him fit in the first place so it's not about doing something new it's about letting go of the things which are making you unfit in the first place and just drilling this bit into the heads of people okay look don't do something funky you don't need the supplements you don't need to go to the gym either you know uh, you never went to the gym when you were a kid you were playing around you were you were with friends you were doing jumping monkeying around hanging on the bars all those things are kind of resistance training so how about you start them again just be that kid again and uh, that's that's what fitter community is all about so understanding to answer your original question how do somebody start their fitness journey understand that it's it's more of the unlearning that you have to do rather than learn mm. you have to unlearn all the bad behavioral things which are making you unfit in the first place you are not getting unfit because you are not doing some sort of a detox or yoga or uh, you know eating that supplement you are getting unfit because of the bad habits those weekend bench that junk food you know all that oil that you are pouring in all those social parties and drinking all this is making you unfit the minute you let go of these things you will start seeing a, a fitter version of you so a lot of people can't see this you know they miss out on the big picture they think all this is fine i need to do something special to get fit hmm. which is not the case so this is this is this is how you start your fitness journey you start understanding what is making you unfit in the first place everybody is born fit 95% of the people everybody is born fit you know so there are some things which are making you unfit just let go of those things and you become fit great and how do you identify those things you join the community you have and uh, in terms of nutrition also it's all about energy balance the scientific principles you eat more uh you gain more weight you eat less lose weight understanding what is more and less is where the science comes in so you calculate your basal metabolic rate uh, you understand your caloric expenditure for the day and then accordingly you adjust your calories it's all very simple sounds very complex because it has been made complex by all these fuzzy youtubers and celebrity nutrition experts but in reality it's extremely simple you know we have always kept ourselves fit as a as a human as the human population you know over the years centuries we have evolved we always kept ourselves fit we didn't have access to the supplements we didn't have access to all this high quality information it was basic principle True. we were moving more and eating right consciously or subconsciously today we are doing exactly the opposite we are eating more and we are moving less awesome so jitendra what inspires you to do everything that you do i think a lot of it has to be uh, you know my past journey you know some promises i've made to self to people 
you know, these are the things I'm always striving to get better than uh, what I was yesterday. I think that that strikes me. I think I think I've found uh, a good meaning in my life. I think uh, my journey inspires a lot of people. It, it is something I, I want to continue doing, you know, where people would look at me and then say, look, this guy has been doing this, not in a way where society deemed it should be done, but in a way uh, which is a good way, uh, you know, without screwing people, without harassing them, without hurting them in a nice, honest, transparent manner. So maybe we can do too. And this is exactly what I want uh, young entrepreneurs to do, you know, rather than looking at shrewd individuals who have uh, done nothing good for humanity, uh, look at individuals who have done for humanity and see they are equally successful and content. And so, yeah, that's that's what drives me. I want to set examples for people, good examples. Awesome. What is that one wrong belief about yourself that you have held for the longest period of time? Oh, I, I always thought I was weak. <laughs> I'm not weak, I'm pretty strong. So that's something I've, I've realized over the years. And uh, maybe I was weak. And that's what prompted me to become uh, strong over the years. So I think I'm, I'm pretty strong. You know, that's, that's something I know in my heart. That's something I know when I see myself in the mirror. I am pretty strong. Physically, I'm very strong. In it. Awesome. So which one daily habit do you believe has been game changer for you in your success journey? I work out every single day in the morning, you know, and it has, it has become more consistent since the lockdown happened. You know, because I don't have to worry about waiting for somebody or carpooling, going to the gym, spending 30 minutes in traffic. At home, it's, it's easy. So that's that's the first thing I do. You know, I wake up, me and Coco, this is this is exactly what we do now. Before Coco, it was different. But now, me and Coco, we both wake up around the same time. I feed him and, uh, you know, I, I, I work out. And that's, that's, that sets the tone for the day. I also teach my daughter uh, the same things. And I'm a, I'm a happy person, you know. <laughs> I don't like uh, being angry or being shouted at or shouting at somebody. So I always keep telling everybody at home and otherwise also that, look, if your day is well begun, uh, then it will end well. So make sure that you do something regularly that makes you happy the first thing you wake up. So just waking up, taking care of Coco, playing with him, working out in the morning, it makes me extremely happy. And that, that just sets the tone of the day. And then rest of the day is... Awesome. So I have one last question before I ask that, Jitendra. It has been a great conversation. And, you know, I urge people to check out the Fitter community, community of one of the largest uh, fitness community in the world right now, right? Where, you know, people are helping each other, supporting each other, answering each other's questions. And obviously, if you want to take the fitness journey to the next level by getting a coach for yourself, you know, that is something that's available out there. And I think Fitter now do also have the Fitter kids for your kids. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, you guys are coming up with the mental health segment as well. So yeah, there's a lot of action that's happening on fitness and nutrition. So make sure that you check the Fitter app out. I'll link that up in the description. So Jitendra, if people would like to reach out to you and connect with you and maybe, you know, take the conversation further, what is the best possible way? Yeah, they can they can connect me at uh, jcfitter.com jc at f-i-t-t-r dot com that's the best way to reach me i don't actively check messages uh, on any of the platforms so just drop me a mail and i'm extremely responsive on my emails like i don't get surprised if you send me an email and immediately get a reply back you know that's how responsive i am on emails so please feel free to connect me on email awesome so here's the last question for you 
imagine that you are standing on the stadium and this is the largest stadium that has ever been built in the history of the world and let's say there are millions and millions of people who are on that stadium and you have been given only 1 minute of the time to ask the most important lesson that you have learned in your life what would be your message i think we rise by lifting others that's that's the most important lesson you know the more you do for others the more your life keeps on getting meaningful this is something which i've experienced in my life personally when i self isolated myself as a kind of an experiment i distracted myself i i distanced myself from everybody i was just locked in one room in the us and it was like not because of some sort of a psychosis or episode it was it was primarily because i wanted to find out what humanity and humans mean and i realized that if i woke up tomorrow with nobody in this world my life would not have any meaning so other human beings other people actually give meaning to our lives and so your life should be dedicated and if if you want to find a meaning to your life just start serving people that's the best way to you know find what you really are meant to do here so just serve others and they will serve you the humanity the universe everybody will serve you back and you have done this so beautifully jitendra thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and ideas with my listeners and i'm sure you know they could sense you know the feeling of service that you have and something that you also imbibe on the fitter community which was built from the ground up based on this one core principle of helping people serving them and making impact on people's life thank you so much and continue doing what you are doing i wish you all the best with the future thing that you are doing with fitter thanks again for being on the show thanks a lot vijay it's a pleasure talking to you and uh... thanks everybody out there who's listening to me i have nothing but gratitude for you guys for supporting all the way through thank you so much thank you so much for listening to this conversation with jitendra choksi i hope you learned something or got some inspiration from this episode if you did please share this episode with your friends by visiting the show notes page at theinspiringtalk.com/slash 105 that's the inspiring talk.com forward slash 105 and also if you listen to the show on apple podcasts i would really appreciate if you could leave a nice review for the show it will help us reach more people and impact lives go ahead and do it now thank you so much for listening i'll catch you in the next now go out there and do something inspiring <laughs>